0: Good or, I guess, questionable afternoon, depending on how close attention you're paying to the stock market and the inflation numbers today. Regardless, it is afternoon. It is Tuesday afternoon here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL. It is great to be here with you guys. I don't know if you've been following all of the news of the day, of course. If you've been listening to News Talk KPEL 965, you've been uh, keeping kind of abreast of the numbers. We're going to have a breakdown of the inflation numbers, what they mean to you. But before we get there, the Biden administration's reaction has been kind of strange. Now, there's a reason that their messaging seems a little off right now. As of yesterday, as of close of business yesterday, everybody from the Biden administration to economists thought that we would have a pretty decent inflation report the assumption was that annual inflation would be down from 8.5% in January, I mean in, July, in July to 8.1% in August. That was the expectation, and that everything else was kind of trickling down, primarily because gas prices were going down. And to be fair, between gas prices and airfare going down, yes, some costs for consumers are going down. However... It was bad news this morning. Annual inflation cooled only to 8.3 percent, and cool has quotation marks around it. But the Biden administration prepared for a slate of events today to celebrate the Inflation Reduction Act, celebrate inflation going down, and they would not let a simple thing like facts deter them. Uh, they have, uh, at a press conference today, Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about the inflation numbers. And it is extraordinary the response that Corinne Jean-Pierre has actually given in this case, considering everything we know now. So what do we know right now? We know That gasoline prices and energy prices went down. We know that airfare has gone down primarily because there's not so much demand for either of those two things. Summer travel is over. However, groceries are still up 0.7% from the prior month. Eating out is up 0.9% from the previous month. They are also outpacing overall inflation by rising 13.5% over the last year. Housing costs have increased 0.7% in August over the prior month, where it rose 0.5%. Shelter costs are up by 6.2% over the prior 12 months. Both rent and rent-equivalent measurement for homeowners, according to the Wall Street Journal, advanced at the same rate in education, education costs are up 0.5% in August from the prior month on a seasonally adjusted basis and daycare and preschool costs rose by 0.6% in August over the prior month. New automobile prices rose by 0.8% in August on a monthly basis, matching its rise in July and it's up 8.7% over the past year. Meanwhile, used cars and trucks fell slightly over the month, but were still up 7.8% over the year. That is the bad news. And here is Corinne Jean Pierre's reaction when asked about the inflation numbers. Okay.
1: On the inflation report that came out today, uh, the President is promising the Inflation Reduction Act will do just that and bring down costs. But this bill does not address food or housing, prices of which we are seeing going up. So. What is your message to Americans who are seeing these rising costs? And are you confident that you're doing enough to, to finally bring these down? So, look, the president has said for uh, some time now when it comes to his uh, his number one economic priority is to deal with inflation, is to make sure that we are lowering costs for Americans, for, for the American people, for American families, Americans who have to come around the table, uh, you know, once a month in, in particular to figure out how are they going to pay those bills. Again, this is why the event that we're having, uh, in less than 45 minutes to, to uh, celebrate and talk talk about, you're here from the president about the Inflation Reduction Act is so critical. That is why Democrats and this president uh, took took the, you know, did the hard work to get that done is to lower costs on health care, to lower costs on prescription drugs, uh, and uh, and also energy costs as well. Look, when you look at the data, the inflation data, uh, we're, we're seeing more progress bringing global inflation down in the U.S. economy, as I just stated moments ago. Overall, uh, prices have been essentially flat in our country these, these last two months. Uh, that is welcome news for American families.
0: Prices have remained flat, according to the Biden administration, because that is who Corinne Jean-Pierre speaks for. She speaks for Joe Biden and the Biden administration. Prices have been flat. I just gave you the breakdown. Everything is up nearly a whole percentage point from last month. It's not flat. Things are going up. Now the little bit of word magic here is almost flat because the consumer price index went down just a hair from June to July because everything was super high in June and in July it fell a bit. And so they're like, yay, we don't need to be looking at the annual inflation rate. We need to be looking at month to month. But the month to month numbers from July to August are actually worse. Every economist was apparently astonished by all this. If they, if any of them had gone to their grocery store at any point over the last four weeks, they might not have been. But everything is going back up. And there's currently projections that everything will continue to go up. We're not out of the woods yet on this. What's worse is that the Biden administration is holding this celebration and let's let's do this one. Um, there's another clip uh, it's a, it, it's if you go to my show notes, Kpal 965.com there's there's another piece um, and I, I want you to listen to how the Biden administration is celebrating the inflation reduction act today. They have, james taylor performing at the white house right now we have that clip let's just it could, it could off the here here's here's the this is to me this is just a, a symbol of everything that's going wrong today
1: i have seen fire i've seen rain this I've seen
0: This is not a lie, folks. This actually happened at the White House event celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act. They brought in James Taylor to sing Fire and Rain because, yay, they're saving the climate with the Inflation Reduction Act. They put out an an infographic tweet today talking about uh, doubling battery storage on the energy grid. That's how the Inflation Reduction Act will help. Meanwhile, absolutely no mention of what actually is in that bill that was signed into law that will help inflation. 232-1542. Let's take a break. We'll be back momentarily here on the Joe Cunningham show on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. It is a wonderful, wonderful day. If you look outside, not too hot, although it is in the mid 80s sunshiny, no clouds. It felt great this morning. It felt almost like gumbo weather this morning. But I have an analysis piece up at kpal965.com. Because I love you guys, I wanted you to be forewarned as colder weather starts to seep in. Now, we've got a little front right now. Things will get a little bit warmer next week, according to Daniel Phillips. Uh, But we have I have the numbers. I've been looking for the numbers most of the day. Now, these are as of July and August, or as these, were, these were numbers that were reported in August. So they may be a little out of date compared with today's uh, today's inflation report. But I've been doing the research trying to figure out just how much inflation has driven up the cost of Gumbo. And I have those numbers at kpl 965com for those of you who make your own roux, the children of God, um, I don't mind a store bought roux. I use it for other things, not for gumbo. Uh, flour is up at least thirteen point five percent. Vegetable oil is up about twenty percent from last year. So your roux is already more expensive. Poultry is at an estimated about a rise of at least 15% for the year. Pork is up about 8% for the year. So your chicken and sausage gumbo, more expensive. Seafood, always expensive. Even more so now. Seafood is up about 16.8% as of July versus a year ago. Frozen seafood is up over 14% versus a year ago. Shrimp is below that at about 8.5% from a year ago. So if you just do like a shrimp, uh, crab meat is going to be very expensive. But maybe just some shrimp in your gumbo, not as expensive. Vegetables for your trinity, up about 5% over last year, over last gumbo season. The good news is vegetables are probably the cheapest item on your grocery list for your gumbo supplies. Rice, up almost 9% over the course of the year. Also relatively cheap. You go and you buy a big bag, depending on how much your family eats gumbo, jambalaya, things like that. Could last you a while. All of that said, all of that said, the inflation numbers across the board are not good. Even gas and travel, which are down compared to the other items are still way up from where they were a year ago. And the Biden administration is out there today celebrating the inflation reduction act. They have kept the name because the name is important. The name is part of the propaganda effort. The name is what they choose to try to get people to believe that they are fighting to reduce inflation. In effect, the Inflation Reduction Act is Build Back Better 2.0. It is a climate bill. It is a health care bill. It is not an inflation bill. There are things in there that will affect the cost of health care and will affect the cost of energy and not necessarily in ways that are best for you. But the Biden administration is out there cheering the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. They have decided that they are going to go through with their celebrations, despite the fact that the numbers today are actually pretty bad. The Dow Jones is down more than 1,200 points today. Dow futures were down a good bit. And once the markets opened, they just plummeted. The NASDAQ futures were down quite a bit. They're down a lot today, too. The Dow has recorded, it's a top 10 worst performance in history today. Because of inflation, because of, frankly, the Biden administration's policies, the stock market realized that the Fed will have to raise the interest rate and not only do so, but do so at a faster rate than they were already doing. Three quarters of a point per meeting was fast. But now the Fed is looking at, there's talks right now of a meeting next week where they will discuss raising the interest rate a full point. And historically, raising the interest rate raises your chances of a recession. When you raise interest rates, you bring on a recession. Now, that recession will not hit us in time. Well, let me see. Let's put it differently. different way. We have two quarters worth of data that suggests we're in a recession. The numbers today kind of reaffirm that. The job market is still kind of making it somewhat iffy if you want to be extremely technical about it. But two quarters of the GDP going down Shrinking is bad. That is recessionary. However, an official declaration of recession that would come from the combination of inflation, uh, the GDP, and now interest rates going up. The official declaration of a recession doesn't hit us before the November midterms. It hits us right in the middle of the second half of Joe Biden's term. And a recession, based on the numbers that we're seeing now, is not likely to be over with before Joe Biden leaves office. And whether it's Joe Biden running in 2024 or whether it's another, a, a, another Democrat trying to replace him. A recession coming next year is bad, bad news for the Democratic Party if it wishes to hold on to the White House. And it's good, good news for the Republican Party, who, based on what I was telling you yesterday, looks poised not only to take the House, but actually could regain control of the Senate. Taking both chambers of Congress in the first midterm of Joe Biden's term is an extraordinary accomplishment that completely takes the air out of anything Joe Biden wants to do the remainder of the time. The only benefit it gives Joe Biden is that he can run on a campaign of, you know, Republicans are obstructionists. So I wanted to get this, this and this done. But that only rallies his own voters who are already so depressed about voting. They have to rally them for a midterm. And if Joe Biden isn't running in 2024 and they have some uncharismatic Democrat running in 2024, those voters aren't going to come back out. They're not going to run simply, they're not going to go out and vote simply because the Republicans are obstructionist. The GOP has all the advantages right now. And the Democrats are in trouble. All of today's news is bad for the Democrats. Let's go ahead and take our bottom of the hour news break. We'll be back here shortly on the Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232 1542 if you want to take part in the conversation. So my colleague at Red State, Nick Arama, uh, has actually been reporting something to the mainstream media and had reported on this back on September 9th, so back on Friday. And uh, the mainstream media outlets only started picking it up yesterday, and it was a big part of Tucker Carlson's show last night. The FBI is serving dozens of subpoenas to Trump allies. It's a pretty big deal uh, because it shows the DOJ is pushing to open up its investigation uh, into uh, Donald Trump, into the January 6th stuff, and... Some of the information that's coming out about it is, uh, is kind of troubling. I, okay, so let me find, uh, because, because there's a lot going on here. There's, I think somewhere between like 30 and 35 subpoenas that went out actually at red state. Uh, I've linked to it on my in the show notes for for today on, on KPL965.com. Uh, but we've actually got a copy of the subpoena up at Red State. And this is the same copy of the subpoena that Tucker Carlson got and, and talked about on his show last night. Uh, this is a subpoena commanding the appearance as a witness before a federal grand jury. The grand jury consists of 16 to 23 persons from the District of Columbia and is responsible for inquiring into federal crimes that may have been committed in this district. That's according to that subpoena. The grand jury is conducting an investigation of possible violations of federal criminal laws. As a grand jury witness, you will be asked to testify upon receipt of this letter. Please contact this office to obtain obstructions, I'm sorry, instructions on the logistics of coming to court, reimbursement for travel costs, and collecting a witness fee. Only the members of the grand jury, attorneys for the United States, and a court reporter are permitted in the grand jury room while you testify. You may refuse to answer any question if a truthful answer to that question would tend to incriminate you. Anything that you do or say may be used against you by the grand jury or in another legal proceeding. You have the right to speak to an attorney before appearing in front of a grand jury. If you cannot afford an attorney, the court may agree to appoint one. For you, free of charge, your attorney cannot be in the grand jury room with you, but the grand jury will permit you a reasonable opportunity to step outside the grand jury room and confer with your attorney if you desire. Although you are not required to do so, you are requested not to disclose the existence of this subpoena or the fact of your compliance. Any such disclosure would impede the investigation being conducted and thereby interfere with the enforcement of the law that was sent to a few dozen Trump supporters, Trump allies around the country, most of whom apparently were at the Capitol on January 6th. However, last night on his show, Tucker Carlson interviewed Trump supporter Lisa Gallagher. Gallagher says, She is not a Trump ally. She's just a regular person who supported Trump in 2020. Gallagher was visited by the FBI. They showed up at her house. Likewise to subpoena her. Likewise to talk to her about Donald Trump and the January 6th riot. She was not at the Capitol, and there is no evidence indicating that she was at the Capitol on January 6th, but the FBI agents told her they had received an anonymous tip that she was at the Capitol on January 6th. She invited them into her home and showed them her calendars to show that she hadn't been at the Capitol on that day. So based just on an anonymous tip, the FBI showed up at this woman's house. The Department of Justice is expanding the scope of its investigation. And for a while now, a lot of people have said, yes, an indictment against Trump is coming. But we don't know from where. The Department of Justice is investigating the documents that were seized at Mar-a-Lago. They are investigating the January 6th riot. They are also probably working hand in hand with the January 6th committee in the House. But so far, no indictments have been coming. If they are expanding the scope of their investigation on the January 6th matters to something as broad as literally anybody who might have been at the Capitol that day, if it's just based on an anonymous tip, that doesn't actually bode well for their investigation into that day if they're looking to go after Donald Trump on that. That was also a lot of the early speculation about the raid at Mar-a-Lago. They were actually looking for something to tie him to an actual incitement of, a, uh, of an attempt to coup in Washington, D.C., but they never found that. And, and the, uh, there were a lot of people, myself included, who speculated that was part of what they were looking for at Mar-a-Lago. And they very well could have been. They were looking for some, something that might have been in plain sight while collecting the documents for the National Archives. But the FBI is struggling, the Department of Justice is struggling to come up with anything incriminating based just on their actions, based just on what we're hearing coming out from the leaks that are going out to the media. You will notice that anytime there is progress in the case, they talk about the documents at Mar-a-Lago. There is nothing that has been leaked out about January 6th. It's very likely... That the Department of Justice doesn't have anything there. And the January 6th committee doesn't have anything either because they've been very quiet the past several weeks. They don't know where to go yet. They don't know other than writing up a report that says, hey, we proved it. They don't have anything else to go by. They can't really. I mean, they can recommend charges, but they don't have anything to base those charges on. Nothing truly concrete came out from those hearings. If something truly concrete had come out, you would have legal experts all over the spectrum saying, yep, he's screwed, but they're not saying that. They're saying, yes, Donald Trump is a horrible human being and January 6th is the worst thing that ever happened, blah, 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 blah. But the two aren't really being tied together. So the DOJ is expanding it's it's expanding its investigation into everything they can to try to bring somebody and try to get something on this. And it's not really working. So I imagine that more when where Donald Trump's name is coming up is probably where you're more likely to hear the stuff about the National Archives, the stuff at Mar-a-Lago, all of that, as the continued legal battle goes on. Trump did get a little bit of a victory last night when the DOJ submitted a filing saying, hey, we agree to uh, uh Judge Raymond Dr- uh, Deary uh, who has been in the criminal justice system for a long time, currently a judge and the uh, he was uh, Trump's recommendation, one of his two choices for special master. and he has uh, uh and and the DOJ has come out and said, well, we really don't think a special master is needed, but, we do agree that Judge Deary would be a great choice for Special Master. We don't want this to continue, but if it does, this is the guy we, we, that we would side with. So Judge Eileen Ca- uh, Cannon now has to basically approve that. If that approval comes forward, then Deary goes in and starts reviewing the documents. All right, 232-1542, if you want to call in. Before we take a break, we've got Eddie on the line. Eddie, how are you today? Yes, yeah, sir, I'm going to make a comment, and then I'm going to hang up. Yeah. All right? If they had anything, when they went to Mar-a-Lago, if they had anything on Trump right now, I think all this is just a, a ploy or whatever you want to call it. They'd be perp-walking the man. They've been after this man for how many years now? And they would have something on the man, they'd perp-walk him. And they ain't got nothing. They raided his house and ain't got nothing. So now they're going after people that might have been there. So I think they ain't gotten it. And if they do bring something, it ain't going to go nowhere. And that's my comment. And I'm going to hang up. Well, thank, thank you very, very much, much for the call, Eddie. Uh, 232-1542, anybody else wants to join in, you can call. You can also submit a comment uh, through the KPL app chat. Let's go ahead and take this break, and we'll wrap up the show uh, afterwards. We have a little bit more to talk about, a couple of small things. I want to touch back on the state income tax issue from yesterday. I want to go into that a little bit more We'll have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232 1542. If you want to be part of the program, you can also uh, you can also check in via the KPL app chat if you are listening through the app right now. Just open up the chat there, send a message, and I will uh, try to respond to you in time. A little while ago. A uh, it it was it was actually kind of funny, but also a little bit sad. Uh, Joe Biden is giving his triumphant speech uh, over the Inflation Reduction Act. And even CNN had to cut away to explain to the viewers that while Trump is celebrating, the stock market is currently crashing Uh, down again. The Dow down twelve hundred points uh, as of a little while ago. It's not a very good day economically. Now, speaking of the economy. we have in louisiana uh just you know today we have the first meeting in the legislature of the the ways and means committee discussing the idea of eliminating the state income tax and moving uh to something that would be a little less of what we would call a progressive tax and and move to simplifying the state tax code now again If we get rid of the state income tax, it's got to be a revenue neutral measure. So what you've got to do in that case is you've got to raise probably the property tax as well as sales tax a good bit. You see that in Texas, you see that in Florida, and we could very well be a state that does something similar to those two. Now, those two in particular have something that we don't have, and that is toll roads. And we Louisiana really can't sustain toll roads in the way that Texas and Florida can. But there are other means of, of revenue and all that for the state of Louisiana. The reason that proponents, including myself, like the idea of getting rid of the income tax is that it really levels the playing field. Everybody is paying the same percentage on everything. And if you have... If you have, uh, if, if you make a lot more money then when it comes to an increased sales tax, you are paying a lot more in taxes than those who don't have near as much. The bigger your house, the larger your property, the more you're paying in proportion to the person who has a smaller family, smaller house, smaller amount of property. Everything moves proportionally. Now, the flip side of that, as critics will say, and as is a very fair assessment, to those who have bigger houses and more money and more property, getting you know losing that bigger chunk does not hurt them near as much as losing little bits of money would to lower income families. There's a bit of a trade-off there. But at the same time, the current system allows for so many different deductions, exceptions, loopholes, and things like that, that the lower income family is already substantially putting forward more of what they earn than what those who are rich offer and put forward. And that is a major concern. If you move to a tax system that has a simpler tax code, you have the benefit of evening out that system somewhat. It's not perfect, but you can somewhat even out that system but it really comes down to whether or not you think it is worthwhile to pay more in property taxes and sales taxes than it is to pay an in income tax i typically think the latter is better paying more in property tax i'm sorry not the latter the former paying more in property tax and sales tax is better than paying a higher income tax or paying any income tax whatsoever I think it's better for you to get all of your money up front. And once you've taken care of your family, then you dole out to the government, not the other way around. You pay the government first and use the scraps that remain to take care of yourself and your family. That to me is an unfair proposition. But we aren't in a position nationally where we can get a fair tax or a national sales tax or any proposal like that that would even out the tax system and simplify the tax code So we've got to look at things that we can do at the state level. And that's what the House Ways and Means Committee is doing. Now, again, because he may or may not be listening. Moon is right. Leadership in the House is not exactly the leadership that I'd want to be making these big decisions for me. And yes, we are talking about this now going into the 2023 legislative session because it is an election year and they want some big agenda items to run on. It's not altogether all that different from what happened when they brought this idea up during the Jindal years, but it is still an idea worth talking about. And if it is ultimately the right decision, we should absolutely do it. The problem is leadership in Baton Rouge doesn't exactly inspire a whole lot of confidence, does it? And that's ultimately what the Republicans have to fix, not just this coming year, but in the years going forward. We have to, in this state, find better politicians. We have to find people, I don't care, left, right, Republican, Democrat, whatever, you need to find people who represent you and not themselves, who don't represent their own personal financial interests, because that's ultimately what it comes down to. Moon gave great examples this morning on his show, talking about the people who would write the laws and then quit the legislator, quit the government, and go work in the private sector to benefit from those laws and rules. We see that time and time again. People who leave government to go work in the positions that they have made better When they were in office, they can make money based on the rules that they write, based on the laws they wrote up and passed. We need people who are not interested in doing that. Now, that's very hard. Politics is a very self-interested game. But we need to try to do better. We need to try to find good conservative leaders in the state who will fight for the very things that you and I need as citizens— to thrive in the state. Not just live here, but to thrive. That's why we have out-migration. That's why we can't keep young people in the state. That's why we lose jobs. That's why we lose congressional seats. People move out because there is nothing not to just keep us here, but to help us thrive here. You lose a lot of people. I've The people I graduated high school with in 2006, most of them long gone, definitely long gone from Nackish. A lot of them long gone from the state. They just There was nothing in the state to keep them here. And as we go on, more and more young people come to Louisiana, get an education and then leave. Or they were born in Louisiana, get an education here and then leave. Because there is no benefit to staying here when the state is so poorly run that people can say, yeah, we're doing better financially than any administration that came before us and walk out with a $15 billion in the hole. When you don't have roads, you barely have gravel pits to drive on. When you don't have an education system worth speaking of in some places, when your higher education system isn't really developing much. We have so many problems in the state that need to be fixed. Yes, the income tax is just one of many things, but we need better leaders first. All right, guys, 23 hours until The Joe Cunningham Show returns. In the meantime, stick around. Shannon is off sides next right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. See you guys soon.